it's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab some wine and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night all wrapped up into one. Superman? Is it a kid's show? No. I don't think I'm saying it because I'm a mom. I think it's because of childhood, I think. Do you remember mm-hmm. the Bernstein Bears? Yes. I've had people tell me that that's still like that's one of the better shows to show your kids right now. Like that it's wholesome. not as highly stimul- stimulating and it's way more wholesome. And I was like, whoa, I forgot that was a thing and I didn't know it still existed. Yeah, like Bernstein Bears, Clifford. We do watch Clifford in this house. And uh-huh. I'm trying to think about what else. We just never really watched TV growing up. Oh, how my kids have such a different life. Than <laughs> Despite yeah. what I thought I would because be. Because I've read mom. I've read those things about Coco Melon. Oh my gosh, it's so which terrible. is like some neon kids show, like psychedelic. Yeah, like- yeah it's literally like you're on shrooms. <laughs> for kids with the sounds and like yeah and they like I never thought about this until I started reading about it but they put the lyrics to all of the songs along the bottom of the screen and they like light up as the words go and I'm like these kids aren't reading yet the kids that are that this show is literally made for aren't reading so it's just another flashing colorful thing that's popping up on the screen doing something in front of the characters doing stuff with the screen changing every two to three seconds with neon colors it's terrible so you know like that travis scott concert where like oh my gosh yeah people were like dying so it kind of reminds me of that in a way where it's like they have the music going and it's like a hypnosis like yeah they have the music and the vibe and the sound like Mm -hmm. the visuals and the atmosphere and it completely like hypnotizes you just yeah totally captivates you and brings you in and you can't you don't notice anything else going on around you it's so freaky yeah anyways glad we don't have that in our house anymore also just the it was just annoying like you couldn't get it out of your head ever we watch if you give a mouse a cookie now and I don't remember like it doesn't stick with me throughout the day and just circle in my brain you know what I mean so it's yeah. a good thing it's a great great thing I don't know if I can do sounds like piano if I won't have a piano in my house unless it's a keyboard really? with with okay. headphones oh, I okay. can't do I cannot do the the background noise like the other day my neighbor's dog was barking for three hours and I was ready to just shoot it go shoot I'm it. like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I can't I, I literally cannot, it, there's a barking inside of my brain. Yeah. Like, yeah. I cannot so, focus. I cannot think. I'm like, oh my gosh. It's actually really funny that you're saying this because Avery and I went to a symphony or like a recital the other day uh-huh. on Auburn's campus. Cause he's going to intro to jazz class and he has to go to two like <laughs> symphonies or whatever. And so he took me with him and it was like a date night and it was bassoons. And I've never listened to just a bassoon before. 
but Wait, it sounds what's a buzz, are you it, it's, it's like a, a huge okay so imagine I'm gonna if anyone's a band nerd that listens I'm really sorry and I hope this isn't offensive but think about like a flute and then it's just like times 10 and it's huge and there's like a little thing that they like huh I think of like into. an oboe um kind of like that maybe I don't know I I don't know much about any of these I know like okay violin. sounds like a baboon <laughs> no. a baboon well, but the noise the noise is and I'm like oh my gosh it's like the bass guitar of the clarinets <laughs> I guess but it was it was in the nicest way possible it was terrible and I don't know if it's because I'm a mom <laughs> But it felt like when Avery's trying to listen to Joe Rogan in the car while Carrie's trying to talk to me about something. So there's like one sound up front and Mm -hmm. close to me. And then I'm also trying to have a conversation with someone behind me and I'm like, just shut it off, just shut it all off because you can't, can't, I can't, I can't do it. And, and it was just like the sound wave of it, which I'm sure musicians are like oh yeah it's supposed to sound like that or that was just the point of the song was supposed to be chaos but I was like get back out of here it was supposed to be chaos well well, he started to think that at one point because before they did one of their songs they prefaced it by saying like this song uses all of the notes and things of the bassoon and I was like wow this is gonna be interesting and they had like four different pedestal things with their sheet music lined up a across the front of this actually no it was six lined up across the front of the stage they had like 12 sheet pages worth of music like oh my god taped together and I was like oh no and so they started doing it and it was just like there were two of them too which I think affected it because then I was trying to pay attention to one and the other was doing something else and they didn't it didn't sound harmonious to me I've only ever played piano so what do I know but, <laughs> but it was all over the place and then I was trying to figure out like okay are there eyes on, are we halfway through this? Like what sheet page number are we on here? Because <laughs> like, I got to get out of here. I'm getting anxious. Like my restless leg syndrome is like kicking in right now. <laughs> like, okay. There are some sounds that like really do make me anxious. Like, yeah, I don't, and I'm really not an anxious person, but it could be like the ADHD. I don't know. But like, if I'm in the car and then there's music playing and someone's trying to talk to me, I'm like, I can't music off like yeah. whatever is playing needs to be off right now or the other. maybe I have ADHD because I've always been like that I can't I do a million things well I can I can do a million things at once but I can't do sounds okay I probably so I probably don't have ADHD. I was reading something extra. yeah you, you definitely don't um <laughs> now Avery on the other I, but he doesn't have a problem with that he's the one that's like oh yeah Carrie's talking let me listen to Joe Rogan that was a good time I'm like what <laughs> okay what was I gonna say um Dang it. I just lost you were, it. you were reading something. Oh, that women actually can't like, um, multi, what is it? Multitask, multitask. It's just, you're able to transition from one task to another. So you're not doing everything huh. at the same time. Okay. It's just your brain transitions fast. That makes sense. Which also is not healthy because that means you're not actually focusing on anything. Okay, true. But I was going to say almost from like a primal instinct, I wonder if that makes sense because you have to be able to tend to the kid while cooking over the fire while, you know what I mean? Like, but that's also why think of like the 50 year old woman that can't stay on topic on a conversation It's because they've been doing that their whole life with nine kids, not focused on one thing. You know what I mean? Your brain's just constantly bouncing. It's not that you're doing things at once. It's that your brain is 
like switching. Well, do you think there could be like a good balance of like, okay, I have the ability to flip really quickly and focus on different things, but I also can sit here and bake just these cookies for 20, 30 minutes and not also wash dishes and talk to someone on the phone while baking the cookies. Yeah. Like being intentional right. about it. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Cause I was going to say, even if like you could pro, even if, if you could, but like it just because right. you could, doesn't mean you should, you should. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. So yeah, it, it was true. really interesting. I mean, who knows? Could be right. Could be wrong, whatever. But I thought it was a really good take. And I was like, actually, yeah. Like I know a lot of women that once they hit 45, it's like, I remember, cause I used to like nanny growing up and I'd like walk into someone's house and she'd be like, yeah. Oh, how are you? Okay. So this cabinet is totally broken. And then like Jimmy got a girlfriend and you're like, and then, and then they're like, so how's school going? Oh my gosh, we have to clean this. And I'm like, which one do you want me to answer? Yeah. Like, yeah, literally <laughs> and it's just because they've been quote unquote multitasking their whole life. And their brain right. has been like, you have literally put a pattern in your brain to bounce from thing to thing. Right. And so oh now gosh, you live stressful. in that pattern. Whew. That's stressful. I'm going to pay attention to that more and see if that's the route I'm going because that's fat and fat now. I was, I was literally watching this video this morning. I shared it on my Instagram. It was a Ted talk. My dad sent me about the brain mm-hmm. and how you can think certain things you do in your life will either accelerate or decelerate the growth of it and its longevity, which mm-hmm. directly relates to lo- the longevity of your life. Right. And it was talking about how, like, obviously diet, sleep, blah, 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 blah. But one of the biggest things is, um, the people you surround yourself with and, um, the thoughts that you accept into your brain, because lots of thoughts can come into your brain, but if you don't mm-hmm. question them and you just accept them, that those two things alone will like cut years off of your life. And I was like, Ooh, shoot. If Meg would have known this in college. Oh, and alcohol. It's everyone always thinks, I mean, obviously alcohol is not great for you, but women, moms, whatever, think that two glasses of red wine at night every day is like relaxing, soothing, good for the heart, like all these things, but it's terrible for your brain and your brain (laughs) is going to determine whether or not you last a lot longer than just your heart is going to. Um, well, it's so dangerous. Like the winos, it it's like such a culture thing, but I think it's more than seven glasses of alcohol a week. You're an alcoholic. Oh gosh. Good thing. I've just been pregnant for the past three years <laughs> or nursing, <laughs> but yeah, so. I mean, it was just, it was mind blowing. Cause I was like, wow, if I'd known this years ago, imagine how much easier it would have been to let go of toxic people or to not feel like I had to save people or mm-hmm. to like really focus on who I'm spending my intentional time around or the thoughts that I'm like letting in my head or the habits that I'm right. making every single day. Like you are my, what you think. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. <laughs> Anyways, we're all over the place. Do you have a yes or a heck no? Either one that you want to Yeah, I've had yes. I just got yeah. really cute patio furniture. <gasps> it came um, Yeah. Well, I haven't put it together yet. I have like okay. 85 things to put together. And that's actually the worst thing ever is putting together furniture. <laughs> I hate it. So that's why your brother's coming into town. Yeah. My little brother's coming <laughs> into town. He definitely needs to help me do that. Um, and then um, I'm breaking ground on a fence soon. So that's super exciting. It's going to be nice. like six feet tall like you can't barbed wire (laughs) like spikes at the top (laughs) electrical fencing oh yeah i'm like no one will get in here a water moat like (laughs) (laughs) just do all the things 
<laughs> That's, that was funny, Megan. Thank uh, you. I give you props for that. Thank um, you. But yeah, and then I'm getting this like really cool like black iron gate, and like it's. <laughs> of course, you've thought about the gate, and like you're stoked about the gate. Well, yeah, the fence guy was like, "Okay, so we can like just do this and how much." I'm like, "Can I pick the gate?" And he's like, "Well, like these people in Nashville like custom make it." I'm like well, can I find different people to custom make what I want? And he was like, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I never gonna... would have even thought. I just been like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's the gate we're going with. No, I no, no. I'm like, if no, we're no, getting no. a gate, I want to pick out the gate. That's and then I... there's like caps on top of each post that like will have a light on them. And he was like, oh, and these cute. are the ones. And I was like, but like, can I pick those out? And he's like, if, if you, I've never had a customer that wants them. I'm like, <laughs> Well, I want to. Well, I would like to think. I was like, I'll just buy those myself. Okay. <laughs> I will provide you with the supplies. The gate is like 10, 10, uh, 10 to 15 weeks back ordered, but I'm like, that's gotta be the gate. You've already decided. Yeah. I already ordered that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. So you're just going to not have a gate for a little while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just some caution tape. That'll do the, that'll do the trick. I know. I know. <laughs> do so not enter. <laughs> it was funny, but there's like, they're like, I don't know how to describe it, but instead of, I don't know how much I want to share because people are so creepy, but they're pretty much like creating a garage for me. Like we're in no sense, like we're building like a garage, like parking oh, cool. space. Um, yeah. And then that will have like a gate and then, um, I can keep like my, like my, I don't know, garbage bins in there. Yeah. And like yeah. if I had a bike in there or whatever. You should so. get a bike. Are you going to get a bike because you're going to yeah. be you're so close to everything? Yeah, I probably will get a bike. I do like biking. There's a I lot could of just trails. Sell you, I could sell you mine. Avery makes jokes about it all the time because I said I wanted one and now I never use it. But oh, I think it's because gosh. I got pregnant. So yeah, I think I it mean, will change. It will probably hurt you down there <laughs> for a while. I know that's what he said he was like well you're not gonna jump on it as soon as you're not pregnant I was like well you just gotta give me some time I'll use the bike you just gotta give me a second okay <laughs> and then he needs to get one so he can pull carry because that's well, the other yeah thing. that's if you guys go on oh, family bike gosh. rides but he needs one yeah yeah but he doesn't want to buy one because I don't use mine so he's like what's the point of buying one when you don't you know Catch 22, baby. Oh, man. But you got to get a bike. They're great, says the person who doesn't ride hers. I have rollerblades. I need to get back in that. Fun. Yeah. That's good for your legs. Oh, yeah. Love a blade time. Yep. <laughs> blade sesh. <laughs> I kind of want to buy roller skates and like be really cool on roller skates. Like, oh my I gosh. Follow a roller lot blades are the one that have four. No, no, no. That's the one straight line. Well, which, what, okay. What's the difference between rollerblades and roller skates? Rollerblades are straight line of wheels. Like each foot has like three okay. wheels yeah, in yeah, a straight yeah. line. Yeah. Roller skates is like a little mini car underneath you. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. Got it. Got yeah. It. I, I, I've never used roller skates. I'm a blade gal myself, but I've been following a lot of people on Instagram that are skaters and they do yeah. like moonwalks on it and like really cool stuff. And Fun. they look, it's like dancing on them. And I'm like, that. Hmm. Might be a new hobby of yeah. I I have have room for hobbies now. So (laughs) some may say having a husband may be a hobby, but (laughs) but when you don't got one around, you pick up rollerblading or yeah, rollerblading skating. Skating. (laughs) That actually makes sense now that you're saying that because it looks like an ice skate. 
more than the other one. No, 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 no. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's reverse. Uh-uh. Yeah. Oh my gosh, why? Why do we do Think that? Think of like skateboard has four wheels. Okay. You know, it just doesn't make. Yeah, but then. Okay. A blade. Yeah. I'm like, not going to question it. It just doesn't make sense to me. I know it should be ice blade, not ice skate. Because oh. it has a blade on it. Which one was made first? That would be the determining one. Huh. Hmm. Well. <laughs> We went from like the importance of brain health to <laughs> what rollerblades and roller skates should be called. I saw this someone is, the uh, other day for like her birthday, they rented out a whole roller rink. And I'm like, that's freaking so fun. fun. You're like 28 and rented out a roller rink. That's so fun. Oh, what? I was going to say, yeah. I totally wanted to do that as a kid, but no, that's like actually even more fun. Party. Yeah. As, like, yeah. That's, that's so fun. Awesome. Like have like 30 of your closest friends, even though I don't even think I, I was going to say, but... mm, let's take it down to five. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good number. <laughs> All right. What's your head guess? My head guess is uninterrupted house chores. And I didn't think I would ever say this, but like Megan in college would never have thought I'd say this, but like when I get to do the dishes and the laundry and fold put clothes away and all that stuff just in silence. There there's you go. no, no multitasking. There's no multitasking. There's I'm not trying to do anything else. There's no music on, there's no podcast on. Cause I always kind of think like, Oh, I have to be productive. I have to uh-huh. take advantage of this time right now. And it's like, no, this is really nice. I can have like an inner dialogue with myself about my day and how I'm feeling and talk to God some and get these chores done. It's so nice. And then I have confession tonight, which is just something I always look forward to. Well, I don't look forward to confession because I'm always just like, gosh, dang it. It's like, here we go again. But afterwards, I know how great it feels and the grace that comes with it. So I'm like, okay, I got to go to get that Mm -hmm. feeling and that grace and do it for the feeling, do it for the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) So counter what our whole faith is about. Um, But yeah, it's a perk. It is. Well, and you just, you, I noticed it the other day. It was like, oof, I've spent probably a month since my last confession and I'm starting to get way more short-tempered and way more emotionally, like just irrational, like mm-hmm. no need for it. And I was like, I need to be a lot more cognizant of this, this week leading up to confession, because I know that my soul is craving confession right now. Like I need confession. And until I have it, like these things are going to continue to kind of blow up and get worse. Right. So I just, I'm very excited for confession. It does help. It's like a fresh start. Yep. Every time your soul then, is, it literally is a fresh start. It is. No, it is. It's awesome for like five minutes until I'm superhuman again. <laughs> it's like, well, see you next week, father. <laughs> until I realize I'm not Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. Oh, all right. So my heck and no is that I am just having a week. Mm, you're having a month, girl. I'm having a year. Yeah, <laughs> just literally two and a half months in, and you're like, yeah, just send it on the year. It's gonna be the whole year. I'm just gonna hang out. After I'm like, you are what you think. I'm like, I'm just so positive right now. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just been a week. I don't know. I'm I'm like so mentally exhausted. Therefore, I'm just always physically exhausted and like shuffling around. Yeah, you just want to sit down or sleep. Yep. 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 I'm just always tired and yep. all I feel like I do is sleep and I'm always tired. So 
Well, sleep's good for your brain health. <laughs> Which can Thank eventually you, help you here. So Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. He did say that back in like 1980 or 1990 or something, the average amount of sleep was 11 hours. What? And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 11. Maybe it was 10, but it was a lot. And I was like, excuse me. In 2011, when he was giving this TED talk, the average amount of sleep was six hours. And I was like, whew. And now 30 years from that 2011 TED talk, they're predicting Alzheimer's to rise like in a fashion it's never risen before. And I was like, okay, all right. I'm learning so much. So you keep sleeping. (laughs) It makes sense though. It does. Yeah. It's the only time your uh, brain gets to really, um, we call it like clear out and like get new blood to it and like turn off for a second and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I have a really hard time going to sleep. Um, Mm -hmm. I used to not, but I like got, just got used to like sleeping next to someone and now I don't. Mm -hmm. So I'm like not being near them at nighttime is like, so it's off. It's like not normal. Yeah. That's what makes me mad when Avery doesn't go to bed at the same time as me. I'm like, excuse me, what the (laughs) crap are you doing? Yeah. So yeah, I I, like can't sleep. And most of the time too, because the time difference, Patrick was was like mid flight while I'm going to sleep. And I'm like, oh, like, did he land? Mm -hmm. Did he not? (laughs) Yep. 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 I don't know. It's just, it's been not ideal. If you guys can pray for Patrick and I, we are still waiting on paperwork to get approved so that I can see him before he is deployed on a ship coming soon. So, um, y'all are praying people. So (laughs) they won't approve it. Therefore I cannot see him before he leaves. So, yeah. Which is not ideal because then that means you don't see him until when? maybe August otherwise like maybe a week in August otherwise it will be end of November beginning of December gosh yeah so if I can even see him just for a week in Japan yeah literally anything yeah even if you could like it gets to the point where you're like if I could meet you in a terminal somewhere and see you for like two minutes that'd be cool I know like literally anything. actually that might be harder because it's like oh probably but you'd still take it (laughs) yeah so yeah, it's, we're just the military and the different bases aren't approving things. Yeah. So we are, we're figuring it out. Hopefully <laughs> you are doing as much as you can to figure it out, but you have to rely on other people, AKA the military. And yeah. Great. Yeah. So <laughs> what's your heck no? <laughs> My heck no. I actually contemplated whether or not to share this because I, I always hesitate to share things about birth and pregnancy because everyone has so many opinions on them. So let me preface this by saying I'm not looking for opinions. So don't come into my DMs freaking out or like sending me your <laughs> advice or anything. But I would if love this is going to trigger you, if this yeah. is going to trigger you, just like click the fast forward 30 a few times. Just tap, tap, tap. Yeah. Tap, 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 tap. Um, I went in today and for a ultrasound, which they don't normally do at 36 weeks, but because Carrie was quote unquote inner uterine growth restricted and they mm-hmm. did those like weekly ultrasounds for me during her pregnancy, they wanted to do one at 36 weeks for this pregnancy just to make sure it was ruled out with this pregnancy. Um, 
So I went in and they were telling me that she's breech, which means that her head is like literally right under my boobs, <laughs> like in my lungs. Um, and then she's kind of like a U, like her head and feet are just like touching pretty much. And she's folded up. <laughs> mm, but um, first. Yeah, but first. And so the problem isn't that they said she was breech because in my head I was just like okay that's super common that happens all the time with people one people deliver breech babies two I'm only 36 weeks I could go to 42 weeks so technically I have anywhere between four to six weeks for her to flip also last week when my home birth midwife checked her head was down in my pelvis so within a week she flipped so I have no doubt she can do it again kind of thing mm-hmm. but my problem is the way they talk about breach like it's a death sentence Like you have, like, it's the most impossible thing. All bets are off. Like schedule is going to change. Yeah. Well, and then I went in with the next lady. Also keep in mind, my appointment was at nine. Didn't get seen until nine 30. Then I didn't leave there until 1115. So I'm two hours and 15 minutes for an ultrasound and a GBS test. Like, so they like swabbed me. Uh And when I'm waiting for the lady to come in and swap me, I'm sitting there and thinking, okay, when's she going to get here? And then when she does come in, she like confirms, of course, that baby is breached, blah, 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 blah. And then she tells me, so it's likely I mean we can wait and see if she flips on her own and I was like oh yeah I'm in absolutely no rush that's what I would like to do and she was like but I mean in the chance that she doesn't which is possible that she won't because you're far along um we'll schedule a c-section oh my gosh yeah I was like okay so first of all you're just gonna say that like it's a casual thing like oh yeah let me just schedule a surgery real quick no (laughs) what did she what did you say (laughs) I literally looked at her and I said is that protocol for this hospital? Because we're military and we've been to different hospitals and this isn't our first birth. So there's different rules and regulations everywhere. Is that the protocol for breech babies? She's like, yeah, well, for this hospital and the doctors here, that's pretty typical. That's protocol for us. If babies breach that we'll schedule a C-section. I was like, okay, well, I won't be doing that today. And she's like, that's fine. We can, we can wait a week. We'll see you next week and we'll see where she's at. And I was like, thinking in my head, what if I just stop showing up? I just don't see you next week I just continue to see my home birth midwife and I don't come back to y'all because um am I crazy for thinking I have time for her to flip and obviously you would do anything you would do anything for the health of your child but like that's ridiculous this isn't and and the other thing that I thought about on the way home too is this ultrasound isn't common practice the only reason they did it to me today was because of my previous history with Carrie's pregnancy so they wouldn't have known that she was breech at all. I would like, if I was just a normal, like maybe they would have, if I had said yes, to the cervix check, which I did, but I'm not sure if I will again in the future. Cause I didn't find that they were like, we're going to check for dilation. And I was like, why I'm 36 weeks. Like, there's no reason to do that, but she did anyways. Cause I just didn't, I was like, whatever. I don't really care. It's not no harm, no foul kind of thing. But if they didn't do that and they didn't do the ultrasound, they would never know that she was breech. So I was like, all the things that they do freaking line them up to get induction scheduled and C-section scheduled. And I was like, I'm so over this. And then I was really grateful God placed our home birth midwife in our life when she did, because I messaged her afterwards and was like, so am I nuts for thinking that it's totally feasible for me to deliver a breech baby? And if it is then not that we transfer to the hospital and have a C-section. And she's like, no, that's exactly what the routine can be. That's exact. I've seen many breech babies born. I've helped many moms 
birth breech babies. I was like, cool. Awesome. So, so there's like two different sections, like one where it's like, okay, obviously there's an optimal, optimal position for your baby to be in for birth. And that's head down totally. But it doesn't mean that all hell's broken loose. Your body's broken. Your baby can't be born and your baby's going to die inside of you now that it's breech. And that's the way they talk about it. And I was so mad. I was furious. And it took two freaking hours. I was like, there goes a whole hour of work that I could have done. <laughs> I just need to start bringing my laptop in and making like work calls while I'm You waiting. should. You <laughs> just should be just like, bring oh, your briefcase. Just respect my time. Here we go. <laughs> Do you have Wi-Fi in here by chance? Great. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a little coffee machine or something. Just like, set up shop. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, so please pray for my God baby. <laughs> oh yeah. That's a heck yes. We can share that. <laughs> Patrick and Cece are godparents to <laughs> baby girl. I almost said her name. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah. So at this point I've kind of associated godparents with like, I know it, this isn't really how it is, but I guess my head's always thought it's like this. Godparents are who your kids go to when you die. Apparently that's not how it goes. Apparently it's like what you've written in the will yeah. is who your kids go to. And if you don't have anyone written in the will, it's more likely that they'll just go to one of your parents if your parents are still <laughs> living. <laughs> so we've been talking about how we need to write wills and how we need to <laughs> make it known that our babies will go to their godparents. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, well, who better? to just it's kind of like a copy and paste like I'm sorry mom died but here's the next closest thing <laughs> copy paste <laughs> now I might not be um, as crunchy but I will do my best but she will have you in the cutest outfits and you'll have your own business by the time you're 16 so it's okay <laughs> and you will go to church more yeah. than once a week <laughs> yes exactly I was like perfect I know Patrick and I obviously haven't talked like about that because we don't have kids but Patrick and I have talked about if something happened, God forbid, we would totally raise your kids. Great. So, cool. It's decided on this <laughs> podcast. We just decided now I can start making my will. <laughs> I actually, you guys should, should make a will as morbid as that sounds. No, I know. I w- it's like freaky and kind of di- like sad to think about, but it's like, no, actually like we really should do that. No one expects to die. Right. I mean, we all know we're going to, but you never know when. And if you don't have a will, yeah. you're like freaking screwed. So <laughs> just get your things in order. Oh, we're just like laughing about this. I know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So we have a few things we want to touch on and then we have voicemails, but first West coast Catholic. So if you guys, I mean, if you've listened to the podcast before, which you all are dingers and heckers, so you have, but West coast Catholic on Instagram, um, they have this set, it's called the Eden set, E-D-E-N, excuse me. And I've actually bought this and given it to a friend before it's two debt, like one decade rose, like bracelets. So one is like Brown and really, they just are look so good together by the way, yeah. but one's like more masculine, one's more feminine. And so it's for a couple, um, to pray one decade of the rosary together. Um, because especially when you're dating, that's not as intimidating as a full rosary, True. Or maybe not as intimate. True. Um, it's easy to do over FaceTime or whatever it is. And you just yeah. grab a decade. So I love that. Um, the Eden set and it's only 35 bucks and I just find it such a great gift. Yeah. Um, or like especially if they just got engaged or something too. Yeah. Or if they're not even like, quote unquote, that Catholic, this is Mm -hmm. one way to kind of introduce 
Um, Bring them back in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, well, it's not a bracelet, but it's like a circle. Like think yeah, of a I was going to say, I don't think it fits like a bracelet because it's no. not stretchy or anything like that, but it is in a circle. So it's kind of like, it's easy to hold and like move through your hands as you go through the rosary mm-hmm. or the deck or like keep it in the car or something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, it's super beautiful. Um, check it out. We actually have a code for you all for 10% off capital H capital E capital C capital K heck 10 for 10% off at West coast Catholic or westcoastcatholic.org. Yay. So how did we get, so Megan and I were chatting about like testosterone and estrogen. How did we get on that? We were talking about it in the sense of like, like feminine and masculine roles in the family and like how like man, man, (laughs) men are wired to be the provider. And like, specifically we're talking in like the marriage setting and the family setting. Um, but men are wired to be the provider and women are made as like the nurturer. Oh, sorry. Wait, hold on. I need to take this. Sorry. Sorry guys. I got a call from the bank cause I'm closing on the house tomorrow. <sighs> Testosterone and estrogen. <laughs> oh, my testosterone is very high right now. Yeah. Like she's going to go punch a wall. Um, <laughs> We're well, so we were talking about in regards to marriage and the family life and how women naturally are higher in estrogen and men are naturally higher in testosterone and women will become higher or, or their levels of testosterone will increase when they are working more. And by working more, we mean like business or especially like going out to a job. Specific, mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when it's out of the house. Um, and you were saying, Cece, that it's important that's why it's important for a woman who works out of the house when she comes home to do something that rebalances out her estrogen with that high level of mm-hmm. testosterone. Um, whether that's like, would you say take a bath yeah, or, or shower or like, um, I don't know, do something crafty, like cook right. dinner, like something like, or just like sit and relax, like yeah. get your nails done, like something right. like that. Um, And it's the same thing for men. Like a lot of people think like when men are being aggravated or like aggravated or whatever, it means like, well, your testosterone's up. It's like, no, actually their estrogen's up Yeah, because it's the opposite because they naturally have more testosterone. So if they're pumping in more of the opposite, then they're reacting that way. Imbalance them. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, no, they need to go like sit in a cave or something or like shoot shoot a gun. gun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Or like go a workout, something like yes. that. Yeah. So yeah, we were just talking about that and how interesting it is and how good it is to know that too, because you kind of found out about that during wedding planning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I was launching a business and wedding planning and I was just like nonstop working. And it was just like, when your, your stress is up and like, I, it was just, I was like completely imbalanced, um, and like not making any sense. And my testosterone was totally up. And so my girls at West were like, you need to like, take a chill. Like yeah. you need Do to, something yeah. To like go get a estrogen. massage, go to the yeah. spa, like, yeah. Go yeah. out to lunch with a girlfriend, um, watch a movie, something, yep. watch a love movie. Like. <laughs> but it's good to know that that's even a thing because then you can be more aware of it instead of just being 
stressed out and aggravated and frustrated Mm -hmm. and like ticked off with other people around you. Um, that's why I can only work in like chunks of two hours. If I work longer than that, then I start to realize like I take out anger and frustration of things. I get more angry and frustrated first of all, but then I start to take it out on like the things that naturally typically would make me happy, like parenting or like house chores. I actually really do love house chores. Like I love vacuuming, but now all of a sudden I'm mad at the floor for being messy because I'm I, mad at the floor. Right. <laughs> it suddenly becomes a person that I'm mad at and I have an issue with. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm like totally out of balance right now. Um, and it's mm-hmm. good to notice too, and be able to recognize in your spouse too. So you can help them in that and yeah. encourage them and like, okay, Hey, like it's been a little while since you went and did something for yourself or, Hey, you want to go work out for a second? You've had a really long day <laughs> or mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it is beautiful how like God created, like to balance yourself out, you lean more into your femininity. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And yep. like to balance a man out, he has to lean more into his masculinity. There were no mistakes made. I know in it, that process. Like, the more you learn, like the more solidified things you're just like, this, yep. this makes so much sense. Yeah. Um, kudos God, you got it right the first time and every time, and we still test you. So (laughs) (laughs) same way about birth. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I guess that is a good thing. If I'm not allowed to go to Japan, I'll be there for Megan's birth. True. Come on over. (laughs) Sorry. I just invited myself here on the podcast. Well, no, I invited you the first time because I was like, hell yeah. I want CC to be at a home birth. Like, (laughs) yes. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Maybe I should say frick. Yes. I want. (laughs) Heck yes. I want CC to be at a home birth. Um, so, but then it became like out of the, out of the possibility, but then the military said, psych, anything's in the realm of possibility with us. So (laughs) I mean, at this point, after that call with the bank, I'm like, they're so behind on everything. Anything is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they're trying to figure out. I'm like, I close tomorrow and they're trying to figure out why Patrick's in Japan. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Can we just have one meeting and have all the people that need to be there be there? And then we'll just all get on the same page. I'm like, who who forgot to tell them? wasn't me because I've sent every single paperwork the best part is that they called trying to figure out your life and your marriage and you're still trying to figure out why you're even in this situation so it's like not someone explain it to me like someone (laughs) someone explain why this makes sense because now everyone's confused I'm laughing no one also want to cry yeah yeah Mm -hmm. okay voicemails should we move Uh, to those okay (laughs) okay Hey, hey, uh, this is Rose. Um, my heck yes is I met a beautiful, handsome, um, authentic Catholic man, and we've been dating for over a year now. So when you guys mentioned that on the podcast, I'm like, heck yes, they're out there. It took forever. Um, I'm 26, so it took a long time, but met him, and he's amazing. So please keep us in our prayer in your prayers. Um, Heck no. This is kind of a question. Um, Like a lot of millennials and people, especially like post-college age, 
a lot of my friends are living together, and I have this one guy friend in particular who I've been friends with for eight years. One time we did kiss, and it was probably three years ago, um, and he liked me for a number of years. I never felt it, um, and so I told him the truth, and, like, we're good. We are we have a very good friendship. My current boyfriend knows all the details, all of that, and it's awesome, and we have very strong boundaries now. But I've just become really sad because he is living with his girlfriend, and she is just does not share in his same values that I thought he once did. And I guess my question is, how in the world, like, should I say something? Should I not say something? Should my boyfriend and I just live out our values by the way that we live and then say something when asked? I just feel a little discouraged when we're around them um, and just, I'm sad because I really care for him and love him as a friend and a brother. And I'm just curious about your all's take on living together before marriage and how to encourage friends not to do that and why. Thanks. Yep. That's so you've been relatable. in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I was going to say first, of, we might have chatted off, about it before on the might pod. Have. But first off, is he Catholic? And I'm assuming yes or no. Maybe he's just Christian. Like I think it sounded like let's let's say he's Catholic. Okay, let's approach this like he's Catholic because I have advice. Or, from or even or even let's just say that yeah. And then and then also we can counter with like he morally didn't like he morally understands that he shouldn't. Right. Right. Even okay, that's not. true. So yeah. I guess it doesn't maybe necessarily matter. But I will say what a priest told me in regards to, because I had the same question. Do I say something? Do I not say something? Do I just wait till I'm asked? They're never going to bring it up because they already know how you feel on it. Yeah. So you are actually obligated to say something and then move on. Obviously, you don't have to keep saying something. But if you were to die tomorrow, God God willing, you don't. But if you were to die tomorrow, God's going to ask you, like, that was your responsibility as a friend to have said something, um, whether they take it or not is on them, (laughs) but it is your responsibility to say something. So, especially if they're Catholic, because if they're still receiving the Eucharist while living in a state of like sin, that's a whole nother issue in and of itself. That's another sin. (laughs) Right. And so at the very least, the priest I was talking to when I was kind of going through the situation was like, you just need to encourage them to not be receiving the Eucharist until they decide to live otherwise um, or change their behavior or change their habits or whatnot. Um, And if we believe the Eucharist to truly be Jesus's body and blood, soul and divinity, then it's like, we should have no issue defending the sacredness of that amongst Mm -hmm. our peers, you know? Um, So it's not fun. And it's it's hard because it's like, (laughs) like there needs to be a balance of like justice and love. Yeah. And like, yeah, I typically lead with justice too much and Same. that can get me in trouble. Same. Same. I forget <laughs> charity. I'm always like truth, <laughs> but, um, what I will say is saying something once, letting them know how you feel, letting them know like the repercussions, um, 
isn't going to hurt, it doesn't mean you need to say it again and again and yep. again. Yep. Yep. Um, they know where you stand and that's okay. It doesn't mean it will ruin a friendship, whatever. You just disagree right. with a decision they made. They know where you stand and right. you can't change them. Right. Um, you can pray for them. They sure yeah. like need your prayers, it, you know, but there's no harm, no foul in saying something other than that. It might be hard to do or awkward yeah. or whatnot, because you'd never want to come off as I'm better than, but you don't um, want to harp on it either. Cause it's right. like not right. at the same time. Once you've said something, it's, it's not done. your business anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And I, fun. and the first thing always is to lead by example. So naturally like, yes, you and your your boyfriend currently should be leading by example and beyond just not living together. Like you should be living by example in all the other aspects of how you guys love each other in a really dating relationship um, and how you love God individually. Like if you're doing all of that first, then yes, absolutely. The next step is to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's kind of the whole, like, how can you like, what was it? Is it pick, take the needle out of a friend's eye when you have a beam in your own kind mm-hmm. of thing. Mm-hmm. So can we hear Carrie in the background? It's okay. Do we love that or what? Miss my gal. <laughs> she misses you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a crappy situation to be in because you do care for them, mm-hmm. but you also don't want to hurt feelings or whatever or come off better than or whatnot. But Well, our energy is dwindling mm-hmm. and I think we got to wrap this up. Carrie's is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably Avery's as well because he's down uh, there with her <laughs> I wish I was more peppy 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 yeah but uh life happens sometimes so it's okay not gonna fake is, it yeah don't fake it and we also typically will record first thing in the morning and so our day hadn't like we've kind of just woken up and been like hey what's going on in your life and we're like a little more fresh <laughs> And then today actually happened. And then we got on the call and we're both like, oh, okay. How's it going? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So keeping it real. Keeping it real. Well, we would love to hear your what in the dang heck moments and heck yes and heck no. I love listening to them. Tomorrow we'll just, or whoa, whoa. Next week (laughs) we'll pick out the funniest and actually go through them. Um, yes, it will either be it. that, or we will have on a special guest because we're you guys trying to figure love. that out. Yeah. yeah it'd be really cool. Be um, so give us a call at 312-775-2615 and we will talk with you next week and have more energy. I promise. Especially if you guys pray for us specifically <laughs> CC, but also that baby and turns around. <laughs> she booty first. <laughs> <laughs> Bye guys. See you next Bye. week. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. Make sure you call our hotline, subscribe, leave a rate and review, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.